0: welcome to UC Today. I'm Tom Wright and I'm delighted to be joined by Ken from Nectar. How's it going, Ken?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, very good. It's great to have you on the show. Um, We're going to be talking about the challenges around call quality today, but I wanted just to get started, if you could give us an overview of Nectar and your role there.
1: Well, Nectar is a software company. We create software that gives companies easy to use insights into their voice networks since 2006. So we work with, our software works with vendors as varied as Avaya, Cisco, Microsoft, and Zoom, among others. And so we work to bring those, all those, all those platforms together into one place to be able to see the quality of their voice networks. I'm a product manager and my role is to define the vision and the direction that our product offerings will take. I've worked with software void vendors since 2006. And I've been
0: a Microsoft Teams MVP for the better part of a decade now. Yeah, I think a really good place to start would be if you could set the scene. What kind of challenges are businesses finding when they're trying to maintain good call quality at the moment?
1: Well, companies have a lot of challenges. Uh, so, first of all, being able to visualize call quality across their organization—like there's a lot of data coming in from multiple platforms—and it can be really tough to, to be able to see exactly how how well each of your locations are performing. And of course, these days, how many people are actually in offices? Most people are working from home. So it's a bigger challenge to even to support those people and to try to help those people make sure that they have good call call quality. And then other challenges are when you're dealing with multiple voice and video platforms, there's many, many companies out there. They don't seem to put all their money into one platform. They use multiple platforms. Like I, I'm actually kind of surprised at the number of companies out there that, that haven't just gone all in on one platform like Teams. They, like I, I, I can think of one huge customer that allows customers, their users to either use Teams or Zoom, whichever one they want. So there comes a challenge to supporting those multiple platforms and then finally being alerted to call quality issues at both the corporate and work from home users. That's also a challenge Being able to be proactive in trying to, to, to get ahead of the issues before people start calling in and
0: complaining. So there's some, some really quite significant challenges there. What kind of advice do you have for businesses about how they can be a bit more proactive uh, for staying on top of those issues?
1: Well, some of the things like so, there's a couple different ways of going at being proactive. So you can be proactive in the way that of watching what's going on in your network and the, the calls that people are ha- are having, and and once those calls are done, be able to say, "Hey, oh yeah, I can see that this person just had a bad call." So that's one way of being proactive. Another way of being proactive is to be actually proactive. Find the problems before people have phone calls. So we have some software out there that we help, can help users pinpoint their issues before they happen through what we call as our endpoint client. So our endpoint client is a tiny piece of software that is installed unobtrusively on, on your laptop, could be Chromebooks, could be even your Android device or Android Windows uh, phone device. And these make very, very quick, very quick very simple phone calls, make tests, test calls to various places to help find problems before people start getting on phone calls. So, the end goal of our software is, is we're going to be able to, we can be able to say, hey, by the way, you, we see that you're going to be on a phone call in the next half hour, but you've had poor call quality over that, over that same time period. So, Maybe you should switch to a wire connection or or go somewhere else or something like that. So so we're trying to be truly proactive and find the problems and help people deal with them before they're on a call going, yeah, I'm sorry,
0: my call quality is 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 awful. Um, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, a really genuinely useful tool for a business to be able to, to have for their employees. Could you talk us through maybe some other little features and some things you're working on to help people really manage this call quality at Nectar?
1: Yeah, so every call that comes into Nectar, it doesn't matter the platform, so it could be coming in via Cisco, Avaya, Teams, Zoom, the endpoint client, every call that comes in is assigned a Nectar score. So what a Nectar score is our proprietary algorithm that gives a call a rating from zero to 100%. So those scores are then also rolled up into what we call our health index. And that health index is applied at both the user level and locations and it can help help locate the people and the locations that are having the worst worst experience. So that's called our health index. So you can tr- help triage users who are having issues by looking at the people who have the worst health index. So this has actually been extremely helpful for several of our large plot customers already. So we've got one very large customer who's got they've got their their own agents, call center agents scattered all across North America. And they're an airline. So as you're dealing with airlines, as, as it is, is usually there's going to be big, huge, you know, bad weather events, uh, you know, again, pandemic events and things like that. And when customers are calling in, they want to be able to reach an agent after they've been sitting on hold for an hour. They want to make, sh- you know, they, they got to be able to get their point across. And if those people are working from home and they're having, and they're using VoIP software to do this, There's a lot of things that can go wrong, usually with a network, right? They're working on home networks. Are those networks provisioned? Are there, are the people who are, you know, other people in the house using Netflix, Flex, playing video games and things like that? There are lots of things that can go wrong. And what we try to do is, is, is with our endpoint client, we are constantly making test calls to various locations. And with that, we are able to help pinpoint not only that that person is having poor call quality, but we can also <clears throat> we can also determine where that call quality is likely to be, the, the cause of that call quality is happening. So um, if you see one user who's having bad calls that are like real calls as well as our test calls using the endpoint client to various places, well, then we can make a pretty good ter- determination that that issue is local. And so we've got actually one really good use case from this this customer where um, they went out, they started triaging, they got a list of the people with the worst consistent uh, user health index, and they started going out to them and, and, and trying to help them deal with it. So the very first person they went out to, they end up calling in their, their ISP because, yeah, they said, you know what? all oh, they've never had a good call so they called in their ISP, their ISP came in and apparently just they they gave them a new router or something. And then as soon as they did that, their call quality rating immediately went up to near 100%. So it was a pretty quick, easy fix that didn't take a lot of time you know, from from the support people standpoint or from the user standpoint. It was just like, okay, yeah, well, it's not an issue with our software. It's not an issue with our network. It's an issue with the customer, with the, with the, the end user's network. So the endpoint client was able to help pinpoint that and and also be able to show that once they
0: fixed that, that the the problem was no longer occurring. And I wanted to um, just bring you back to something you mentioned a few minutes ago, if that's okay. And that's the number of collaboration platforms that are out there. And a lot of businesses are are using more than one. What kind of added challenges does that bring? What kind of complexities are involved in that? And how can you help them navigate those challenges?
1: Well, multiple platforms mean multiple management tools, right? And then multiple management tools means you have to train your help desk people on how to use those management tools. None of they are never the same. They have their their different strengths and weaknesses. And they're they're it's it's just difficult to use all those. So what Nectar does is we provide a single pane of glass for all the data for all those platforms are placed on equal footing. So it doesn't matter whether it's a Zoom call, a Teams call, and a Via call, a Cisco call, they're all equal footing. So you can look at a user and you can be able to see that, yeah, okay, yes, I can see he was on a Zoom call here, uh, or Zoom conference here, but then he was on a, a Teams peer-to-peer call over here. We can see the quality for those are, are equally bad in one place without having to bounce around to different tools. So it's we make it very easy for customers you just you train your help desk people on the nectar tools and that's it they don't need to use any of the other tools Advanced customers can also take advantage of our rich set of free APIs and that allows them to pull call data from all those same platforms into their own workflows or advanced analytic tools so again, rather than having to learn the, the, the quirks and nuances of the different APIs provided by different vendors, you can just use the Nectar APIs and, and just be able to pull all the call data using one API call and be able to work with that. Because it's it's a challenge because Microsoft's got one way. It's not like you can go out with Microsoft's graph APIs and be able to just say, hey, give me all the calls that happen over the past hour. It's not that simple. You actually have to have a subscription set up to be able to say, it, they notify you when there are calls occurring or a call, a call record is ready and you have to go out and get it. You can't just say, give me all the call records for the past hour. And with Zoom, they've got their own challenges where uh, there's rate limits applied. So if you've got multiple teams within your organization who are trying to use that data feed, you can exhaust those API uh, those API resources very quickly. So again, rather than going to Zoom directly, you just, the, um, Nectar is the only API access to Zoom or your own platform or all your platforms, and then all your tools just feed from Nectar. So it's just one place to to pull all that data. And we also have a rich PowerShell module that takes advantage of those APIs so that it's just one layer removed from raw API access where you can do things like get Nectar sessions and things like that and be able to say, hey, I want to get a list of all the sessions that happened over the past week that were happened over Wi-Fi, that were with people who are working from home in the United States that had, had, had a health index or, or rating lower than 70%, right? So you can, you can do all that sort of stuff very easily with, with our PowerShell module.
0: It sounds like that does save a lot of the complexity for customers.
1: Yes, absolutely does.
0: I just have one more question for you, Ken, I suppose it's, it's a big question. Are you able to give us any hints or clues about what we can expect to see from Nectar over the course of this year?
1: Well, one thing that's, that's going to be coming along very, very soon is support for WebRTC platforms. So, uh, there are a lot of customers out there. I was actually surprised to see that who, who do not use any of the, the typical platforms for their own call centers or agents or something like that. Well, some customers have decided to roll their own WebRTC based, um, of uh, video or voice platforms. So it's, they, do a lot of work on that. They're very proud of it. It works. It works well for those specific use cases that they use. But then the the thing that they're lacking is any way of being able to to treat to again to to tell what the call quality is like. Because again, like Web RTCs, generally it's 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 self contained on the just through a browser and things like that. So that it's it's. It's difficult to, to gather the voice data from that unless you build your own backend for all of that, to be able to pull it in and triage it and, and store it and provide all the reports and all that sort of things and all the analytics. So again, Nectar is coming along and we're just adding WebRTC-based solutions as just another platform. So it doesn't even matter. So you could be using Teams in a web browser. That's using WebRTC. You could be using Zoom in a browser as WebRTC. You can be using, again, any custom WebRTC-based platform. You You can feed data into Nectar and be able to do all the same sorts of things as you would with any other platform. Be able to see usage, trends, issues, be able to alert on all those sorts of things without being tied into, without having to, uh, to d- develop this sort of stuff yourself. And there's also several, um, several call center vendors who use WebRTC. And again, we're able to provide that sort of thing. And another real benefit of WebRTC from some of the different platform vendors, is we're able to do this sort of stuff in real time. So you'll be able to see your call quality across your organization in real time rather than having to wait for the end of the call, which is what you have to do with some of the platforms. And then another thing we're doing is is we're investing a lot of time and resources into developing advanced dashboards. So rather than using the, the default tools, which are great, but we're providing a lot more of a user-based Kind of roll your own dashboard where we're going to provide you with a whole bunch of different widgets and you can change those widgets to show the data the way you want to and be able to do a lot of powerful bi type stuff without again the complexities of a lot of bi tools that are currently out there so we're trying to bridge the gap between you know, things like Power BI, which is very powerful, but there is a quite a bit of a learning curve. We're going to be simplifying that again with a, with a focus on call quality and trends and analysis uh, across the board and giving people the, the ability to do this without a lot of training. So we're trying to make it a little bit simpler to, to visualize the data than you can with a lot of other tools.
0: Well, it really does sound like there's a lot going on, Ken, and I hope we can speak throughout the year as those um, those developments are announced.
1: Yeah, very, very exciting. It's 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 a lot of work uh, Like we
0: with, with the advanced dashboarding. Yeah, and we'll certainly be uh, following that as it gets launched. Ken, it's been great to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you very much. It was good to be on with you. And thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and a share on social media, and we'll see you next time.